a contemporary Christian science Bible lesson sermon read from English Standard Version of the Bible, copyrighted by Crossway Bibles, and from 21st Century Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, a modern version of Mary Baker Eddy's Science and Health, copyrighted by Cheryl Peterson. Subject, God. Golden Text, Isaiah. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock, for he has humbled the inhabitants of the height, the lofty city. Mark. Again, Jesus entered the synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand, and they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, Come here. And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent, and he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held a council with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea and from beyond the Jordan, and from around Tyre and Sidon. 21st Century Science and Health We are all sculptors, working at various forms, molding and chiseling thought. What is the model before the human mind? Is it stupidity, joy, depression, suffering? Have you accepted the human model? Are you reproducing it? Then you are haunted in your work, by vicious sculptors and hideous forms. Don't you hear from all humankind of the imperfect model? The world is continually holding it before your observation. The result is that you are liable to follow those ruinous prototypes, limit your life work, and adopt into your experience the angular outlines and deformity of mortal models. To remedy this, we must first turn our attention in the right direction and then walk that way. We must form true God-like models in thought and look at them continually, or we shall never carve them out in grand and noble lives. Allow unselfishness, goodness, mercy, justice, health, holiness, and love to control your mind and body. As the kingdom of heaven is found within our consciousness, then sin, disease, and loss will diminish until they finally disappear. Our true identity is the likeness of spirit, ego. We are not God, but we are the outcome of spirit. We reflect God. Human body and mind are one and the same, and that one is mistakenly called our identity. But a human is not a spiritual individual individual. Mortal humans are dreamers and dreams. Depending on the dreams we entertain when asleep, human beings can find themselves in pain, afraid, in danger, or in peace. From an observer's point of view, the mind and body is asleep, insensible. When the human wakes, the feelings vanish and the dream sensations are no longer experienced. 
Is there any more reality in the waking dream of human existence than in the sleeping dream? There can't be, since whatever appears to be a human being is a mortal dream. Take away the mortal human mind and body, and the body doesn't know if it is a person or a bird. The immortal, real individual is spiritual, always conscious. Human mind, acting from the basis of sensation and matter, is susceptible to suggestions. This so-called mind, from which comes all evil, contradicts itself and must finally yield to eternal truth as expressed in science. In proportion to our understanding of Christian science, we are freed from the suggestions of physical inheritance or mind in matter. We disarm sin of its imaginary power as we scientifically understand the status of spiritual being. Unaware of the methods and the basis of metaphysical healing, you may attempt to unite it with hypnotism, brain manipulation, or psychics. However, none of these methods benefit metaphysical healing. Scientists may call on one another for metaphysical treatment. However, if the callers don't receive relief or help, they can be confident that God will guide them to use appropriately the temporary and eternal treatments. Step by step, as we trust spirit, we will find that God is our shelter, our strength, our ever ready to help in time of trouble. In the 19th century, the term hypnotism came into vogue, describing the process that characteristically induces the mental state of suggestibility. Today, hypnotism is studied used as a form of entertainment and sometimes utilized in the treatment of mental and physical disorders. But the scattered experimentation and observations are still not completely understood. Human beings can feel hypnotized for no apparent reason, doing things they wouldn't normally do. While on the other hand, there are some persons who just can't be hypnotized. Why? Life reveals the consciousness of our dominion over that which is earthbound. Great respect is due to the motives and philanthropy of the higher class of physicians. As they understand the science of mind healing and its power to benefit all people, physically and spiritually, they will rejoice with us. Even this one reform in medicine would ultimately deliver humankind from the awful and oppressive burdens now enforced by false theories and from which multitudes would gladly escape. Mortal belief says that fear can cause death, but fear never stopped being and its action. The hormones, blood, heart, lungs, brain, etc. can't do anything to life, God. Every function is controlled by the divine intelligence. The human mind has no power to kill or to cure, and it has no control over God's child. The divine mind that made us maintains us. The human mind is opposed to God and must be put off, as Paul declares in Ephesians. All that really exists is the divine mind and its idea, and in this mind the entire existence is found harmonious and eternal. The straight and narrow way is to see and acknowledge this fact, unite with this power, and follow the guidance of truth. Clergy, chaplains, and spiritual leaders who observe the world should advance the standard of truth. They should inspire listeners to love grappling with a new right idea and broadening their views. 
love of spirituality rather than love of popularity should stimulate work and progress. Truth should emanate from the pulpit, but never be strangled there. A special privilege is commissioned in the ministry. How will it be used? Sacredly, in the interest of humanity, not of self or sect. Science can heal the sick who are absent from their healers, as well as those present, since spot space is not an obstacle to mind. Immortal mind heals what eye has not seen. The spiritual ability to comprehend thought and to heal by the truth power is one only as we are found reflecting the divine nature. Self-glorification, arrogance, anger, and the like are not found in truth healing. Divine mind, God, assigns sure rewards to spiritual righteousness and shows that matter cannot heal or make sick, create or destroy. If God were understood instead of only believed, this understanding would establish health. Jesus was accused because he claimed to be the son of God, but he used the accusation to justify the true God-like spirit. The godly thought impels a more exalted worship and self-discipline. Spiritual perception brings out the possibilities of being and destroys reliance on anything except God. Action and thought were made to image forth our maker. The healing power of truth must have existed before Jesus' time. It is as ancient as the ancient of days. It lives through all life and extends throughout all space. James not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh water and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, 
impartial, and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. 21st Century Science and Health Spirit, God, is heard when the human mind's noise is silent. We are all capable of more than we do. Are thoughts divine or human? That is the important question. This branch of study is indispensable to the excision of error. The anatomy of Christian science teaches when and how to examine the self-inflicted wounds of ill will, hostility, envy, and excuse-making. It teaches the control of foolish ambition. It unfolds the sacred influences of honesty, philanthropy, spiritual love. It urges the government of the body, both in health and in sickness. All things are fashioned by and after God's own likeness. Life is reflected in existence, truth in truthfulness, God in goodness. They impart their own peace and permanence. Love, fragrant with unselfishness, bathes all in beauty and light. The grass beneath our feet silently exclaims, Happy are those who claim nothing, for the whole earth will belong to them. The modest lilac sends her sweet breath to heaven. The great rock gives shadow and shelter. The sunlight flows into the church and prison cell, glides into the sick room, brightens the earth, beautifies the landscape, and blesses the galaxy. Children of God, made in soul's likeness, possesses and reflects God's dominion to bless the environment. We are coexistent and eternal with God and forever reflect in glorified quality the infinite Father-Mother God. The sacred influence of truth is to abolish error and sin. So can error be immortal? Truth spares all that is true. If evil is real, truth must have made it so, but error, not truth, is the author of the unreal. The unreal vanishes, while all that is real is eternal. The Apostle says that the mission of the divine idea, called Christ, is to destroy the works of the devil. Truth wipes out falsity and error, for light and darkness can't dwell together. Light extinguishes the darkness. There is no night there. To truth, there is no error. All is truth. <laughs>